there are two Mishnayos in Pirkei Avot that discuss, that address the need to appreciate the goodness of mitzvot as opposed to the danger of Averot. The first is Rabbi Yudan Asi in the first mission of the second parak, and the second is Ben Azai in the second mission of the fourth parak. Similarity between the Mishnayot can be seen in the fact that they both begin their statements with the word have as a directive to, to us, the reader, and that number two, both of them relate to the schar of mitzvos. <clears throat> Rabbi Yudan Asi has two important statements. The second one, again in second person, have, as opposed to the first part of Rabbi Yudan Asi's Mishnah there, which is in third person. The Maral and the Tosus Yontif explain that this isn't just an Eitzah, this is a directive, a Chiv. Heve Mechashev, says Rebbe, the Schar and the Hefsid, the gain and the loss, so to speak, by doing a Mitzvah and doing an Avera. Obviously, as we know from the first parak of Avot, we should not do a Mitzvah with the purpose of receiving Schar. And, as Rebbe explains in the first part of the mission, we'll get to in a few moments, um, we don't always know exactly how much schar we get for each mitzvah. <clears throat> Even though that's true, it helps for us to compare the fact that there is a gain, a tremendous gain for any mitzvah, versus the fact that there's no loss, and the opposite by Avero, so that the loss is very small. The Gemara in Baba Basra, Dafayin Chedem and Bet, connects this statement of Rabbi Huda Anasi to a Pasuk in Bamibar Perkov Aleph Pasuk of Zayin, HaMoshlem Bo Those who Moshel, who control the Yitzhahara, are able to think through clearly the cheshbon of what the world comes to and realize that mitzvot pay in the long term as opposed to averus that don't pay. We express this idea in our vidui. Every time we do the uh, vidui, Hashem Lubagadnu, each day in davening, we say, Sarnu mitzvotecha velo shavelanu. We've veered from the path of mitzvot and it wasn't worth our while. This is an important part of the tshuva we need to do, is recognize that mitzvah of Eirut ultimately are not worth it. Or as we say in the Haftorah for Shabbat Shuvah from Hosea, Shuvah ad Hashem lokecha ki chashalto b'avonecha. Tshuva can only be motivated by a sense of ki shalon of one's Averu. Well, what Sachar and Hefzeh are we talking about here? The Rashbat says that we should realize what we're going to gain in Olam Haba, as opposed to whatever uh, difficulty there is in a mitzvah or whatever benefit there is from an Avera in Olam Hazeh. We know the Mishnah in Avot Tov, And so the pleasure in the next world is so much greater. The Sfas Emes adds beautifully that even if there is a Hefzid in an Avera, the Schar is even greater as per the Hefzid and the difficulty, Lafum Tzara Agra, by avoiding an Avera or doing a Mitzvah. One can say that the Schar is not only in the next world, but even in this world. Ultimately, living a life of mitzvah, avoiding Avera, pays in this world, as opposed to the alternative path. This explains very well why the Gemara in Sotah Dav Gimel says that a person only sins if a Ruach Shtus enters their mind. Because a person who thinks carefully, intelligently about the implications of their actions in line with Rav Shimon's statement in the ninth Mishnah of the second paragraph of us, that the Derech Yishari is own as Ro'as Anola, a person who thinks long-term um, is going to choose to do mitzvot and avoid Averot. And this is why the Torah uses the word yom often when people are sinning. By Esav in the beginning of Parshas told us, by Yosef, when there's a day in Chazal that says he came to Potiphar's house to sin. When a person thinks only about the moment, they make very bad mistakes. When a person thinks long term, they make good decisions. So if we're already considering the Sachar and the Hefzid of a mitzvah and Avera, the danger is again that a person will prefer, will choose using this only to invest in 
the serious weighty mitzvot and avoid the serious weighty averot. And this, of course, is the other part of Rebbe's statement that a person should be zahir, should be careful about mitzvah kalas like mitzvah chamuras. And whether the mitzvah kala means the way we see it or objectively what it is or how difficult it is for us to do it, there are ways people get the impression that some mitzvot are less important than others. And the answer Rebbe gives of why we should not, uh, why we should be careful with all of them is, Ultimately, we don't really know the sachar we get for mitzvot. And whether this means that asays, as opposed to lot asays, we don't have an onus, so we don't know how much sachar there is or isn't. Or if we say that even when we know the chumr of the onesh, the sachar may not be necessarily parallel to that. That's how some explain. Uh, Rabbi Nuyona, the Maharal. Um, the Rambam goes even further and says, even if we are able to gauge the sachar of one mitzvah versus the other, since we don't know how much sachar we get for any of them, even a small mitzvah has a tremendous amount of sachar, and therefore we should be careful even about that. And again, the converse by Averos. And this is, of course, why we say, Ein ma'avir na'la mitzvos, osik me'mitzvah, patam mitzvah. We don't choose which mitzvah to be involved in based on how much sachar we think there is or isn't. <clears throat> the Midrashim, Chazal, in many places speak about why we don't know the amount of sachar we get. The Yushalmi in the first halach of the first parak and peah, the Medrash Rabbah, Dvarim Rabbah, Vav Beis, Tanchuma Ekev Beis, and the Medrash Tehillim Tess all speak in a very similar voice that God intentionally does not reveal the Sachar so that people should be careful about doing all of the mitzvahs. Well, why? Why does Hashem want us to do all of the mitzvah? So the Yushalmi uses the phrase that a person should do all the mitzvahs, Be'amuna, we should rely on Hashem that uh, he'll reward us and that it's worth for us to do all the mitzvah. But the in other midrashim, they use the term kol mitzvahs betom, tmimus. And maybe the point of here is, and it can be understood in one of two ways, that our shmiras mitzvahs needs to be complete and it needs to be with a sense of uh, reliance on Hashem, which may be another meaning of emuna. Let's talk about the first first, that it should be complete. Many of the mefarshim, beginning with the Sefer Karim, Mamr Dalit, Perakhaf, compare doing mitzvot to uh, to trufot, to medicines, to cures. It could be there are medicines that are more crucial for our survival, but we should take all the medicines to support all parts of our bodies, the same way we would talk today about vitamins. It could be some vitamins who are, that are more essential, but all vitamins are important. Some of the Mepharshim on the Mishnah, like the Tferis Yisrael, talk about the avarim of the body. The different mitzvot may help different parts of our body, and but all the parts are important. The finger is maybe less important than the heart, than the heart, but it's also important. This is probably what the medrash means when it gives the mashal of a melech who wants the trees planted in his garden, and he doesn't tell people which tree will get the most reward for planting because he wants all the trees to be planted. The Chassid Yaivitz though makes an additional point, and he says, since the yikur of a mitzvah is not the mitzvah and how it helps us or helps helps anything in the world but the fulfillment of God's will, so then all mitzvahs are essentially equal, and therefore one should run to all of them. And that could be the deeper meaning of kol ha-mitzvos betom, that a person isn't thinking beyond just fulfilling the will of God. The Ramban, in the end of his uh, Parshas Bo, in his commentary, the end of Parshas Bo, Shmos Yugimel Tezayin, quotes this uh, Mishnah and says, all the mitzvot are precious and uh, desirable. They are our way of thanking Hashem for creating us by following his will. So ultimately, it's not about how significant the mitzvah is, but all of them are equal expressions of the Ratzon Hashem, and therefore, we should be cautious about all of them.
As mentioned earlier, Benazai, the fourth parak of Avos, has a very similar statement to Rebbe. As opposed to Rebbe, who just says we should be careful about all mitzvahs, including the Kala ones, Benazai says we should run to all mitzvahs. Some have the Girsa Kala Kebichamura. We see how important running to mitzvah is from Avram Ravin in the beginning of Parshas Vayir, where we're told four times how he runs, how he hurries out to the Malachim, how he hurries out to prepare food for them. <clears throat> we see from here the importance of running to do mitzvahs. The Gemara in Brachas Davavim and Bet says, even on Shabbos, when we're not supposed to run, you run to do a mitzvah. The Rambam in his Pirish Mishnayis here says, we see from here the importance of Zerizus in general, not just physically running, but being quick, anxious to do a mitzvah that comes to us. The Gemara in Psachim Davdalid talks about this concept of Zerizus Makdim in the mitzvahs. The Ramban on uh, the story of Avram Avinu says, we see from Avram running the tremendous desire he had for mitzvahs, <clears throat> for the Ratzon Hashem. Rashi, in fact, quotes Chazal, who explained that the reason we're told the temperature in that story and that Avram was sitting at the petach of the tent is that Hashem made it especially hot so Avram wouldn't have visitors who would bother him while he was sick. And yet Avram, anyway, sat at the petach of his oil looking for the opportunity to do mitzvot. In fact, Rashi explains that this is why Hashem sent the Malachim meant to tell him about Stom and about the birth of Yitzchak in the form of human beings because Avram needed so much to do this chesed. And this is part of a broader idea of a person's interest, passion uh, for mitzvot and for the Ratzon Hashem. The Rambam in his Pirish Mishnayis quotes the Gemara that's in Makos that speaks about Moshe Rabbeinu separating the three Ari Miklat and Ever Ayardin, even though the din of Ari Miklat wouldn't start until the Jews went into the Eretz Yisrael proper and set aside the three Ari Miklat then. The Rambam says, you see from Moshe Rabbeinu, how much, how important it was to him to do whatever he could, even though he couldn't complete the process. It's a very powerful story about the Chavetz Chaim. Uh, one night, a boy returning from yeshiva in a snowstorm, Mishmar, late Thursday night, he encountered the Chavetz Chaim, who admonished him for being out in the snow in the middle of the night and told him to go home right away and go to sleep. The next morning, this uh, boy asked his host, he uh, used to sleep nights at the sister of the Chavetz Chaim, he asked her why the Chavetz Chaim was out that night. And the sister explained to him that on Saturday night there hadn't been a, a Levana. And each night since then, the Chavetz Chaim was walking around that night looking for the moon, passionate about being able to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush Levana. So ultimately, a person should run to all mitzvah. <clears throat> and Azai gives the reason. He says, number one, mitzvah goreres mitzvah, avera goreres avera. The Pasha Pshad here, Rabbi Yonah explains, is that it's from the perspective of the person. A person who gets used to doing uh, mitzvahs or averos, it conditions him to do more. And therefore, it's less important what the first one is because it's going to lead to doing much more of either down the line. And this is true about the particular Avera or mitzvah and also about things becoming more severe. Tomorrow in Yom quotes the statement of Rav Huna that when a person does an Avera uh, once, twice, it becomes in his eyes mutter. The mental block, the psychological block we have against doing Averos falls as we do them. And it's not just doing the same Avera, it can get even worse. The Sifri on Dvarim, page Kufpei Vav, says a person begins by being over a mitzvah kala, but then it eventually gets to a mitzvah, uh, an, uh, an Avera kala, then it gets to an Avera chamura. The Gemara in Shabbos, Bet says, in fact, this is the strategy of the Yetzir Hara, who uh, tries, starts by getting us on something small, and then uh, we go from there to the bigger things, and eventually Avodah Zarah. The Midrashim, in the beginning of Parshas Ki Tete, Dvarim Rabbah, Parshavov, the Tanchuma there, uh, Os Aleph, both speak about the juxtaposition there, first of Averos and then of Mitzvos, and talk about how Averos lead one to the other, Mitzvot lead one to the other. In fact, 
the Sifri there, aforementioned Sifri, talks about how sin of someone else can even lead in the end to Shvichas Damim. Like we see with Cain, it began with him hating Hevel, and Hashem warned him that it could get out of control if he didn't control himself. He didn't listen, and eventually it got to actual murder. Or as Ben Azai says in Avos uh, Reb Nason, the second Nusrabet, uh, Perak Lamed Gimel, the goal is to think forward, not about the particular Avera Mitzvah now, but to think about where it's going to lead, like Rabbi Yeshua, who said that the Derech Yeshara is someone who is Roa Esanola. Chassid Yaivitz adds a beautiful idea on this. He says that this Avera Goreres or Mitzvah Goreres depends a lot on how we do it. Only when a person does a mitzvah besimcha betuv levav does it really, which ex- is expressed by running, does it really generate this uh, future, uh, these future events. <clears throat> ben Azay adds a second factor: schar mitzvah mitzvah schar avera avera. And obviously, the question is the relationship between this second factor and the first factor. There are many in the Farshim, like the Chassid Yavitz, who points out that uh, there's no vav, and so it doesn't sound like a second factor. It sounds like a continuation explaining the first one. The Maral explains that the meaning is that all of the mitzvahs are really one framework. And therefore, it's also schar mitzvah mitzvah because when you start doing one, objectively mitzvah, the mitzvot, it leads to the other. Most of the Mepharshim, though, understood that despite the lack of the vav, the second clause was another reason. What is this additional reason? So Rabbi Yonah explains that in addition to your own conditioning, when a person does an avera or a mitzvah, it leads to Hashem strengthening their efforts in either direction. The Gemara in Yoma Daflamet Chedem Bet, which talks about Haba Letame Potchinlo, Haba Letar Misayin Oso. Rabbi Neona points out that by Tuma it says just opens the door, and by Tara it says that Hashem helps him. So it's better Hashem helps more those doing good. But either way, it's not just the natural conditioning, but it's how Hashem helps us. <clears throat> um, in fact, the Gemara there in Yoma also speaks about how when a person avoids an Avera, Hashem helps him continue avoiding the Avera. Parenthetically, the Gemara in Baba Basra, the Testament Bet, speaks about how a person who gives tzedakah, Hashem helps them continue to give tzedakah. In a similar way, in Avodazar, the Fiyad Chedem Bet, it quotes the Pasuk in Tehillim, Perak Aleph, which begins with a person who goes where people are doing the wrong things, and then it continues that he stops and stands and eventually sits down. And the Gemara explains that it could be a person begins by going and eventually stands and eventually sits. How Avera, Goreris, Avera. But there is also another explanation of schar mitzvah mitzvah, which is that the mitzvah itself, and the, or the avera itself, has its own sachar or punishment. Rabbi Vajim Bartanur explains that the hana we get from doing in a mitzvah, or lahavdal and avera, is in and of itself significant, and therefore we should run, <coughs> and run to and run from a mitzvah or an avera. Um, the Medrash Shmuel explains that the sachar you get is for the running to it, in addition to the mitzvah you do, Rabbi Chaim Valajan in his Ruach Chaim says, the Sachar is the Siyata Deshmai in helping you eventually do the mitzvah when you show your passion for it or avoiding the Avera when you show your passion to run away from it. The Pirkei Moshe, though, explains it another way, and he says that the Sachar Mitzvah Mitzvah is that beyond the Sachar, the power of the mitzvah itself, the uh, the uh, Kala versus Chamura, the mitzvah is a kiyum of the Tzivoy Hashem. <clears throat> and therefore, running, we should run to all mitzvahs, even ones that are less significant, explains the Alshech, because all of them are equal in that they are the tzivui of Hashem. In this way, Ben Azai is similar to the statement of Yehuda ben Tema, who says, we should be ratz katzvi, lasos return of Yichash of Hashemayim, perikei mishnachaf of avos, um, ratz connected to ratzo, and ultimately a mitzvah is, an, is the will of God, and therefore we should run to it. Similar explanation to what we saw regarding Rebbe's Mishnah, Last time in Perak Bet Mishnah Aleph, 
about a person should be zahir on all the mitzvah because all of them are the Ratzon Hashem, irrespective of how kal or chamor it is. Avchaim Velazhin and the Svat Emet both explain that since the motivation is the fulfillment of the Ratzon Hashem, we should run to all of them. The Pirkei Moshe explains Dafka the Girsa that doesn't have the word Kibachamura, which says, have a Ratz Lemitzvah Kala. <clears throat> Dafka running to do things that are less significant is showing how passionate we are even about the small things and it helps us reinforce our commitment to the Ratz and Hashem. When you run to do something more significant, could be because of its significant. When you run to do something less significant, you're showing your passion for the Etzim Ratzam Hashem. Today's world, it's not cool to run to uh, doing mitzvos. Uh, it could be that, you know, uh, we do the mitzvah because we feel but running, it's not cool to seem passionate for, for the doing of mitzvot. And that's why there's a, this statement of Benazah is very important. A person should run to do all mitzvos, even those that are less significant, and showing their passion beyond their fulfillment.